It's another episode of the Fat Entitled Bastards, a.k.a. the El Bastardo Magnifi Show. It's another short. Real quick, before we get started, I want to throw out a shout-out to my boys. We are starting a coalition of media content. We're going to call it the Hood Rat Empire. And uh, it is uh, jaw.tv for your streaming needs. And the Royal Vibes Gang on your YouTube channel. So subscribe to those guys. Give them some love. Show them what's up. Because uh, it's about to be a whole new world of media. Now what I was going to say before I uh, got off on the plugs was that uh, I am uh, your host as always. The El Bastardo Magnifico. El Privilegio Blanco himself. Mad Matt, and uh, I'm going to talk to you directly today for about a half an hour or so. I don't really know. We're going to have to see how well the content goes, but at the end of the day, I think we're going to have a good time, so let's get started. And we're going to start today with the information that there is a new show on Netflix called Cooked with Cannabis. Now, I haven't seen it yet. It's in my queue. I'm going I'm to watch it. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to consider it. It's going to take me probably like a fucking month to look at this shit. I'm not going to lie. But the previews to this shit was dope. Like, I, I don't know how to explain to you. I, I'm pretty sure I saw Ricky fucking Lake in the beginning of this fucking, like, Netflix commercial. You know, like, when you hover over something just for a minute and it pops up, like, the preview and it's like a two-minute long preview? Like, I saw Ricky Lake. I'm pretty sure in the beginning of this thing, which I was not expecting, so I'm like, word? What? Just, I didn't know. But that's not what really took me aback, because I don't give a shit about cannabis cooking or anything like that. Like, this, it's not what interests me. What's funny, though, is that the co-host of this show is Khalees. As in, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Like, I was looking, I'm like, where the fuck have you been for 20 years? Like, I go, oh my god. Like, like she, she looked good, though. She hot. She fine. But apparently it's like this Top Chef uh, or a Chop cooking show, like, but they have to infuse everything with cannabis. Like, oh, okay, like, it's another weed show, whatever. But if the cooking is up to par, I could be interested in a show like that. Plus, I haven't seen Khalees since I was a teenager, which is a hot minute by now. Just fucking insane. I fucking barely remember that she was a star. Like, I don't even, like, like when I saw her, I'm like, why the fuck do I know Khalees? And immediately in the back of my, my brain, it was like, uh, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Like, the milkshake chick? Like, that's the chick? She do look good, though. She looks really good in that. I'm not gonna lie. But, uh, I digress. 
Like, that was one of the first things I saw on Netflix when I was, like, going through some mandatory work training and shit like that on my computer. And I was just like, I can't believe this chick is back in prominent USA subculture. Like, like I thought Kalisa was done forever. And I, I defy you to find me somebody who doesn't believe that as well. I'll transition really quick to something that we ha- I think we should all talk about, which is uh, the McDonald's Big Mac. It's a pretty polarizing sandwich. You either do or you do not like the Big Mac. And a lot of people are going to be like, oh, the sauce is just Thousand Island dressing. Like, kinda. It's kinda Thousand Island dressing. Not exactly. But uh, Big Mac just uh, uh, changed a little bit. So, what I mean by that is that when you go on to DoorDash, you can now customize your sandwiches. And a Big Mac is like five bucks. It's not the cheapest thing in the world, but like you have to spend at least $12, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, I figured out a cheat code to the Big Mac. So, McDonald's has just launched uh, the Lil Mac and then like the Bigger Mac. And essentially, it's just two more patties on a Big Mac. It's like impossible to eat because that shit slides everywhere. I have a better option for you. Go to your McDonald's, order the Little Mac, get another patty on the sandwich. Tell them you want to add a patty, add a cheese slice, and ask for extra Mac sauce. I remove the lettuce because it just doesn't taste right because the cheese like blends into it. It makes it like, I, I don't know, the texture just fucks me up. It's like avocado. Like, avocado to me, for some reason, and I love guacamole and I don't, I don't want to hate like, like avocado, but it immediately induces a gag reflex in me that makes me vomit every time I taste it. Like, even if I don't know what's in it, as soon as avocado touches my tongue, I just vomit. It's the worst. And I really like that shit. Like, it's not bad. But for some reason, texturally, I can't handle that that particular item. Uh, but, like, that's where the lettuce with the cheese comes in a hang. So, like, you can get, like, a $3 Big Mac. No problem if you order it that way. And to me, a fat guy, like, that's the way we should be doing it. So I like to get the uh, Lil Mac meal, add a patty... The cheese, the extra sauce, minus the lettuce to my to my main entree, and then I'll order a second one just like that, and it meets just the twelve dollar criteria to get it delivered for free. But while we're talking about food, I want to talk to you about a North Carolina staple that I had recently just had, and that's called Dame's Chicken and Waffles. And you're like, chicken and waffles, classic combination, nah. This place goes above and beyond with the chicken and waffles. So I got something called the Dueling Roosters, which you get four chicken wings, like full wings, and a waffle, and some sauces, and a schmear. And so what I did, because I have diabetes, and I have to be careful about what I eat, and I'm already eating something pretty, pretty rich and extravagant, I got a classic waffle the wings and the, the kicker to this is that they they serve it with a barbecue sauce and uh, Texas Pete and the schmear I chose because they have several schmears I really want to try the orange and honeycomb they also have a peach apricot that's really good I'm being told but I chose the uh, maple hazelnut 
And when I actually pulled apart the chicken, put the schmear on the waffle, poured the barbecue sauce over it, I didn't even need, and the schmear on it, I didn't even need the syrup. Because it was just a regular syrup cup. It was one of the most fantastic meals I've ever had. It was bonkers. And I don't think I've ever had chicken and waffles quite that good. Like, I was sharing it with my coworkers, like, spreading it around because I ate it at work. And it was just amazing. So if you ever get a chance, check out Jay, uh, Dame's Chicken and Waffles. Um, it's it, it, it's life-changing. Like, I have never had a combination of things that should not have worked together that did. Which brings me to another point is that I hear a lot of debate going on about what the perfect chicken wing is. The perfect chicken wing. First of all, if you eat only drums, you're lazy as fuck. Like, just flat out. Like, you deserve to be put into quarantine by yourself with some, like, fucking American Now literature or some shit like that. Like, fucking only get to read, like, Newsweek magazine. Like, just fucking... You're the worst kind of person. In transition, if you eat only flats, you bougie as fuck. Like, because, like, yeah, I get it. Like, you, there's more meat. You can pull it apart. Like, there's more to do with it. But, like, if you're only choosing flats, you're way extra. The perfect combination of wings is a combination equally of both drumsticks and wings. But you're forgetting the most important parts. How is your wing cooked? And that should be the dividing factor on whether or not a wing is good. Your wing should be A, crispy. As in the outside of the wing has a crunch to it. Breaded or not, shouldn't matter. I prefer naked wings, fried. But most people prefer breading on their wings. I don't care. Either way, the wing should be crispy as fuck. Second, the wing should not be over fried. It shouldn't be too greasy, and it shouldn't be not juicy. The wing has to be juicy when you bite into it. It has to be a piece of chicken. Like, you have to be able to bite into it and get a meat. Like, the super tiny wings are not fun. Way overblown wings are not fun. Perfect size, juicy. And, and third of all, the wing must be drenched in sauce. Like, they cannot be stingy with the sauce. Because that's the primary factor into what you're eating about the chicken wing. You have to be able to sit down, have a crispy, juicy, saucy wing. And that is what makes the perfect chicken wing. It's not a flat or a drum. You can have a preference on one or the other. But if you're a true chicken wing connoisseur, like myself, the sauce has to be like spicy, rich in flavor, no matter what flavor you choose. Mango habanero, hot buffalo, garlic parmesan, lemon pepper, there has to be a kick to the wing. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be spicy. It just has to fucking punch you in the taste buds. And that's what the most important part of that shit is. I'm a fat dude. I appreciate some wings. But you have to be on point with that shit. Otherwise, your wing is shit. And you shouldn't be advertising as, like, the world's best or anything like that.
and continue to talk about wings, let's talk about how the fact that the right wing has uh, started protesting against the COVID-19 quarantines, as in, like, I need to have my hair done, or I need to go out and do stuff, or whatever. It is absolutely insane that they are actively advocating for groups to get together during a pandemic. It has never been more apparent that a group of people have been just so uninformed and asinine about something that that they literally would like, like, if you're sick, show up. Like, there has been materials advocating such. It's just, to me, it's insane, man. Like, it's just fucking science. Like, why are you so against the discovery of science and the information that keeps us safe? Like, the... the it's just the most mind-boggling thing. Like, it's already been proven. Why do you resist? Like, just fucking stay at home, yokels. Like, what are we doing? And I'm not, like, a fucking left-wing liberal or anything like that. I'm centrist. I believe in the moderate ground. But, like, at the same time, like... Dude, Democrats aren't doing this dumb shit. They're just putting the dumbest candidate forward. And I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna catch political flack one way or the other for it, but like, I don't really care. I don't really care about your opinion either. Uh, it's just one of those things that, like, like, why would you put yourself, your family, and your base at risk by doing this dumb shit? Like, just mind bogglingly stupid. And in regards to mind bogglingly stupid, uh, so apparently there was this cat down in Ireland who was, uh, like, I think the measurement was three foot four, and he was a ginger, and he was arrested recently because he was conning women into sexual favors for his pot of gold down at the bottom of the rainbow. Now, I don't know if you should arrest that guy for fraud, or if you should arrest every single one of those chicks for prostitution because if you fall for a gimmick that is literally a leprechaun is offering me a pot of gold for sexual favors you absolutely deserve every bit of flack that is coming your way like you shouldn't be like oh my god like this guy scammed me like you're a fucking idiot you are one of the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet Earth. Like, and the the the, the organization that, that literally arrested the guy was like, uh, a lot of the women cried when we told them leprechauns weren't real. Like, like, bitch, who needed to tell you that shit was real? I am absolutely fucking flabbergasted at the fact that this is even a story. And they're like, 30 women have come forward and they pro like they project the numbers actually closer to like 300 be like what bro I have to spit so much game like how did this motherfucker pretending to be a leprechaun get more ass than I have in the last three years like like just mind-boggling statistics it's not fair <laughs> it's not right it's totally fucking stupid now I'm not saying that what he did was okay because it's not. But if you fell for this trap, god damn are you dumb. 
you are just extra fucking stupid. Like, how drunk do you have to be to fall for the leprechaun show? Like, like, I'll give you a pot of gold if you suck my dick. Like, like, just, god damn, how stupid can you be? Which brings me to one other topic. Superstitious people. The same people that, like, burn sage in their house to ward off the evil spirits. Or the same people that watch, like, fucking, uh, those, uh, like, like, afterlife seeker shows, I forget what they're called, with Teresa Caputo or, like, uh, John Edwards. It's a fucking scam, man. Like, how can you be so caught up in the idea that has never been proven? Never. It's always been a scam. It's never not been a scam. Every time anyone has ever investigated these motherfuckers, it's always a scam. How can you be so dense as to buy into this shit? Yeah, you know, no, everybody's not going to agree with my point of view. There is no such thing as ghosts, religion is a fad, and anybody that claims they can talk to the dead is actively ripping off people who are mourning, which should be a crime. That shit should be fraud. Like, you should be able to be criminally prosecuted for being a seer or some shit like that. Like, anything to do with the afterlife and anybody who makes money off of, like, purporting these skills or, like, selling people hope that they can talk to loved ones in the afterlife is the lowest form of filth. Because you are preying on people that don't know any better. They're literally caught by grief. Their senses are dulled, like they just—they're just hoping that they have a chance to talk to, to to somebody that they valued and loved in their afterlife, you know. And and to me, there is no greater injustice in the world. These people fucking exist, and that they are able to do these kind of things. Like, just take for instance the Long Island medium. Oh, she's gonna show up to your house. She's going to tell you a bunch of shit that she Googled. And you're going to pay her, like, an absorbent amount of money for it. That's a scam. That's fraud. That's what fraud is is defined as. And it's fucking insane that we let this shit happen. To me, I just don't see any any kind of value in those people. And they're almost always the worst kind of people. And in reference to the worst kind of people... Brings up another topic I want to talk about. Was that recently a Taiwanese businessman had a medical operation done where he made a deal with a man from South Africa to have his penis replaced with a 12-inch black penis. And if that sounds weird to you, that's because it fucking is. Apparently, these guys came to some sort of financial agreement where my man uh, from South Africa was like, go ahead and amputate my penis for X amount of money. And then this Taiwanese businessman had it surgically implanted on himself. Now, what's, what's weird about that medically is that I don't have an answer to you as to what happened to the guy who had his penis amputated. Like, I don't. I don't know what happened to that guy. I don't know what amount of money it took to get his 12-inch penis to be amputated. Like, I don't have any information on that. But what I do know is what the doctors told the Taiwanese businessman, which was literally, your dick is so big, it could cause problems. 
as in when it becomes erect, if, if it becomes erect, like the blood flow from your brain to the penis could be so bad that you could lose consciousness. As in that like every time this man gets an erection, he could pass out. In addition to that, he needs to be absurdly careful with his new penis because it could just like break off. Like your just dick could just be like, bye. Now I get it, like big dick envy, right? Like big dick energy, like whatever. And the, the comments from this guy about a surgery was the most absurd shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, my life's, uh, my wife's about to get this big black cock. Like, that's so fucking stupid, man. What are you doing? He's like, traditionally, Asian men have small penises. Like, maybe you had a small penis. Like, and, that, and that's, like, fucking whatever. But, like, you're all so rich. It doesn't really matter. But my man paid an exorbitant amount of money to make sure he had at least and, and and in his criteria as he was looking for a bigger dick was like it has to be at least 12 inches and it has to be black like dude how fucking weird are you how weird is that shit gonna look like i would legitimately look at the pictures of that and be like what does that shit look like it's gotta look fucked up like it's gotta look weird but, uh, <laughs> I digress. And in reference to what's fucked up, so recently the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed Tom Brady, uh, so he's their new quarterback. Now, a man's over 40, and he does not have much time left as a quarterback. But I don't know if it was cool that the Buccaneers also signed Rob Gronkowski, or if it was that Bill Belichick turned a retired player into a fourth round draft pick. It was like Gronk and a seven round for like uh, a fourth round draft pick. Like, yeah, the hope is that you rebuild that whole like Gronk v. Brady with Evans and a couple of other guys into like the most dynamic offensive like spectrum that you've ever seen. Maybe. It's aged, it's wilted. Like, I hope it does well because I used to have Tampa Bay Buccaneers season tickets. Uh, and I uh, had them with my old co-host on another podcast called uh, Media Rehab. But, like, this is one of those things that, like, maybe it will, maybe it won't. And it should be super polar. I can't wait to find all these fucking new Buccaneers fans popping up and just being like, Oh, yeah, I've been a Bucks fan since forever. I'm like, how the fuck you haven't? We have been through the dark ages. And I'm not even a Bucks fan. Like, I had season tickets, but I like the Buccaneers. Like, I've liked the Buccaneers since before they beat the Rams. Just because of the jerseys and the symbol and shit like that. And getting to sit in the stadium and, like, watch the cannons fire and, like, being a part of that was really cool. Even when we were losing our fucking asses. And I'm talking about, like, 2-14 and 14 seasons. And I'm a Steelers fan by birth because Poppy wouldn't have it any other way. But, like... Could you imagine if this shit pops off? Could you imagine if Tampa managed to figure out a way to become the, the football like juggernaut? It's going to be insane. Win or lose, it's going to be very interesting to watch. But transitioning from that shit show in Tampa, I want to talk about something you should watch. Currently, on Netflix, there is a program called Absurd Planet. 
it's in HD. It's it's not that interesting. However, there is a massive shit fixation with this channel. Like like every time you watch an episode, it covers some sort of corprophage or like fucking just feces fixation. It goes like dung beetles or pearlfish or some shit like that. Like like why do you have to cover so many shit-based animals? Like, couldn't you just agree to get, like... And I'm pretty sure during one sort of, like, pelican brief, <laughs> pun unintended, uh, that they had the guy who does the honey badger, like, oh, ew, honey badger just takes what he wants. Like, honey badger, honey badger don't give a shit. Like, like, that's the guy who did the narration for that. And if it's not, it's the guy who is doing a very bad job of impersonating. But... If you are fucked up and you're trying to have at least a decent 20 minutes of viewing, I absolutely suggest you watch this shit. Because it's just the dumbest shit on the planet. And I mean that literally. And talking about the dumbest shit on the planet. I don't know what, what generation you guys are listening to uh, me are or like what we grew up around. But if you remember LimeWire... As in the music download service that gave you the music for free. If you grew up during that generation, you willingly gave your computer aids because you were trying to get free music. Like LimeWire in its heyday after Napster was the shit. And I'm dating myself now just by, by, by like just telling you where I grew up. But in high school, after Napster got shut down like my sophomore year, freshman year, something like that. Uh, LimeWire popped up, and that's where FrostWire and a bunch of other shit came down. But like, if you weren't actively stealing MP3, like MP3s from LimeWire, like that was one of those things that, like everybody did it, and you were downloading it to your computer, willingly giving it the worst fucking infections you possibly could. It was off the chain stupid. Like just downloading. Like, I remember downloading the entire Rammstein album or, uh, like, Metallica shit and making, like, custom CDs and stuff and burning them and just working this poor-ass computer. It was probably, like, a fucking gateway or some shit to death, just infecting the shit out of it. And, like, parents are like, you're looking at porn. But, like, no, I look at porn other ways, but I am actively giving your computer herpes by, like, using LimeWire. And uh, just for nostalgia's sake, that's why I bring that up. Um, in addition to that, I would like to end the show with a conversation about a celebrity we all know and love. Terry Crews. Now, Terry Crews is a very funny guy. He has a very unique look. He's kind of like the Hulk. He's got like some, some significant muscle definition. But he has an issue. He doesn't think you should look at porn. Says it's a scourge. And I disagree. I think you should look at as much porn as you want to do. It's only when you get into these, like, fucking advanced stages of porn where it's, like, hurting people and stuff like that that you need to be concerned. And I think that a healthy masturbatory relationship with yourself needs to exist. Like, there's several factors that key into, like, that being a healthy thing. But, like, if you're looking at porn and you're looking at, like, fucking dungeon porn and shit like that, 
Like, you're still kind of okay as long as you don't act out on those things. But for the most part, I feel like like Terry Crews is, like, way off base and he's too, like, polarizing of a, fa- like a character to be able to say, like, no, porn is bad. Like, you shouldn't look at porn. Porn is an addiction. Be like, only if you're fucked up and jerking off all the time. I have plenty of other things to do. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't just sit there and look at the most depraved porn I can look at. If you're so polarized against it, like, what were you looking at? What were you doing? And to me, that's why Terry Crews is such a polarizing character because, like, like, oh, yeah, you don't want it, but, like, what were you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the sixth episode of the El Bastardo Magnifi Show. I appreciate you listening. I want you to keep subscribing. Keep telling your friends. We're still going to be here. We're going to put out content. We got a new show coming up with Sam. Quincy and I will always do the Fat and Title Bastards. But for now, good night. <laughs>